Welcome to the Sketchy Sketch Sketch Show podcast. It's open mic night for sketch. We cold read some comedy sketches, then discuss how they were written. Here to keep these goofs going, I'm Harrison. And I'm Amy. In this week's episode, we get steamy with spirits again, then into mom's new garden decor, followed by a showy bride with a lot to say, and then we have riffs by Kara and Jerry. And stick around to the end for fun writing prompts so you can write with us. With us on the podcast today. Kara Meyer, she, her. Jerry Stevens II, he, him. John Potter, he, him. Gilly Anastasia, she, her. Keithy, he, him. Kenny J, he, him. Ryan W, he, him. Tyler Chick, they, she. All right, everybody. Thanks for coming. You ready for some goofing? Give me those gears, please. We're ready. Season two, episode... Eight. Episode eight. Don't oh, say it if you don't know it, Keith. Episode eight. <laughs> oh. oh. Oh, okay, Ryan. Okay. <laughs> yeah, direct all that at Ryan. <laughs> I thought I thought of all of you while I was on vacation with my college friends because I made Aww. all of them text their mothers to find out what time they were born. And I created co-starred <laughs> accounts for every single one of them. Oh my gosh. And now we have a group thread that goes, look at what co-star told me today. And in the middle of our vacation, co-star told me that I should be avoiding one of them. So I, would, I wouldn't talk to him. <laughs> Caro, what a callback oh, to last time you were here. Thank you so I know. much. I love calling back. I just, in case you guys didn't know. <laughs> That's weird because every time I call you, you never answer and you never get back to me. Yeah. It's because I hate you. Yeah. Oh, Wait, okay. every yeah, because every time I call Kara, she answers Woo. real fast. Yeah. This first sketch is about the language of love for sure, because it is titled "Sexy Seance," written by Kara Myers. Anissa will be played by Amy D. Bex will be played by John Potter. Eleanor will be played by Julie Anastasia, and Sexy Ghost will be played by Jerry Stevens II. Interior living room. Three friends are getting ready to do a seance. It's dark. Candles are lit. A Ouija board is in the middle of the room. Okay, it's time to summon these spirits. I have the sage burning. Candles are lit. You all ready? I don't know, guys. This seems like a really bad idea. Why are you acting like a scared little bitch? I'm not scared. Fine, just start. They sit down in a circle around the Ouija board. Our beloved spirit. We bring you gifts from life into death. Life into death? I don't want to die. Wait, are you scared of ghosts? You know what? Uh, it's just <laughs> all ghosts want to fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could do this. I hate being objectified. Beck gets up to leave, but the other ladies stop her. We need at least three people to seance. And we are each other's only friends ever since Amanda died in that hot dog eating contest. Plus, I'm sure not every ghost wants to fuck you. Explain the candles. Clearly, ghosts are setting the mood. Beck starts to cry while Eleanor and Anissa laugh. <laughs> that was me. I was setting the creepy mood, not trying to fuck. Okay, why are you laughing, though? It's a real problem. I can never go to the cemetery to visit Amanda. My life is... <laughs> So hard. Anissa and Eleanor hug Bex and she sits back down. We're sorry. We understand your pain. I promise if any ghosts try to get fresh with you, we are here to cock block. Promise? Promise. Now, let's all hold hands and close our eyes. Mr. Peterson said the only way for me to pass history class is to prove that Lincoln was gay. And the <laughs> only way to do that is to ask the spirits. Obviously. Eleanor grabs Anissa and Beck's hands. Okay, like we said before, life into death, blah, blah, blah. You hear spirits? We got questions. All of a sudden, the candles and the lights go out. <gasps> oh, oh they're here. God. I told you, turning off the lights... Come on, ghost. If you want to fuck me, at least have the balls to do it in the light like I deserve. Bex gets up and attempts to storm out. Bex, wait. This is just a sign that a spirit is present. It doesn't necessarily mean it wants to fuck you. Listen, I've really <laughs> tried to do well in history class, but my brain hates old things. This is the only way to pass junior year. Bex sits back down. Okay. But why are you asking spirits? 
and not just Abe himself. All spirits know each other, duh. Whoever shows up will know the answer. And no, we can't ask Amanda because she's been mad at me ever since I forced her to enter that hot dog eating contest because I needed $500, but I'm allergic to hot dog buns. Now stop asking stupid fucking questions and let's talk to this spirit. The girls all hold hands and close their eyes. Spirit, we've called you here today to help us answer a very important question. If you're able and willing to answer, please move the planchet to yes. The planchet begins to move towards the yes, which means it looks like it's pointing at Bex's pussy. Wow, ghosts. My pussy <laughs> is not the answer to any question unless the question is, what do you want for breakfast? And I didn't ask that. Anissa <laughs> lovingly squeezes Bex's hand. Bex, it seems like you're looking into everything, hoping that the ghosts want to have sex with you. <laughs> you know nothing, Anissa. Can you just stop? This is important to me. I'll fail junior year again if I can't prove that Lincoln was gay. Is that what you want? The girls hold hands and close their eyes again. Spirits, we want to know. Are the rumors true that Abraham Lincoln was actually a gay man? All of a sudden, my neck and my back begins to play. <laughs> oh my fucking God. Okay, Lincoln, you nasty old ass bitch. How is a ghost supposed to lick my pussy and my crack? Sorry, Eleanor, but clearly Lincoln likes pussy, especially mine. Uh, isn't that just your ringtone? Bex looks at her phone. Oh, my bad, my mom is calling. <laughs> Bex answers the phone, there's a long beat of silence. Ugh. Mom, uh, ghosts don't use condoms. Everyone knows that. You know what? Fuck this, Bex. Clearly you aren't taking this seance seriously. I guess I'll never graduate high school, you fucking bitch. Eleanor storms out. Maybe the ghosts wanted to fuck me. Ever think of that, Bex? Probably not, you selfish bitch. Anissa also storms out. Now it's just Bex alone. When all of a sudden... A sexy ghost appears. Babe, just be, just because we fuck doesn't mean all ghosts want to fuck you. The game is, what if this girl just really thought all ghosts wanted to fuck her? I'm like, <laughs> let's let's have her do a seance and then. Um, that's it. That's, I don't, I feel so, um, I know that John Potter always has such a nice writing process. Mine is like, okay, but like, what if, what if they all want to fuck? Like, that's, <laughs> that's truly what most of my sketches are about. What if these like really annoying three, like teenage girls want to fuck ghosts? It's essentially <laughs> it. Like, yep. yeah, I so, mean, I think, I think that's, uh, I think that's pretty much what you got down. I think it's brilliant. Uh, I will say we had Andrew on the show last week and he brought Wildest Dreams. Uh, and we got to talk about how it was just the horniest he could make it because he was doing your voice. Uh, <laughs> oh, so sweet. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think this is so fun. I love the reveal moment. You like do such a good job with making the unusual thing and the justification the like reveal moment on the first page at the exact same time like all ghosts want to fuck me killer reveal killer justification and it's like right in the right spot uh yeah and the setup like you think it's oh she's just scared like a very like simple setup that then has that like beautiful twist is really fun <laughs> yeah it's so, much. it's so good uh <laughs> i love your specifics mostly i love your Eleanor justification specifics. Uh, <laughs> Eleanor justifies like multiple times and every time it's like a different thing. Like I, my brain just can't handle old stuff or doesn't like old stuff is so funny. I'm allergic to hot dog buns is so funny. Uh, one thing I'd say is at the end, like you have this thing, like I guess I'll never graduate high school. You fucking bitch. I think it'd be funny if Eleanor had like another reason she was upset because of like something that she can't do. Mm -hmm. that like Bex was stopping her from doing. Okay. Uh, you know, like if it was back to like not gra graduating or back to like, uh, you know, never getting old stuff in her head or like whatever, mm -hmm. you know, uh, those specifics are just so funny. I'd love to see them like pay off one more time. Um, 
I saw a version of this where Abraham Lincoln was at the end. Yes. Steve told me to cut it. Steve, our, who's also a friend of the podcast, a.k.a. our coach, was like, you can cut it, which is why I added the, sorry, Eleanor, but clearly Lincoln likes my likes pussy, especially mine. Yeah. Why? Because at least of like, because I had it that Lincoln would just came on and was pansexual and was like, I'll fuck everybody, which I'm happy to <laughs> add that back. Um, it was like a, it was a black outline after a black outline. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I loved line. it. I'll say that. I think the Lincoln <laughs> is very funny. Uh, and I think it yeah. like, has a nice payoff because they've talked, they're talking about it throughout the, the sketch. So yeah. it's kind of like a nice payoff to just see Lincoln show up and be like, get in line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then I can get rid of the sorry, Eleanor, but clearly Lincoln likes pussy, especially mine line. Oh, Unless you wanted to make. No, I like that. I thought, too, okay. that if um, I also wanted to see if it was Abraham Lincoln coming back. If X is like, uh, I knew this all along that something about Abe Lincoln and I could have helped her pass high school if she was maybe a little bit. I don't know if that's where you wanted to go with her character. But she's like, haha, I actually did want you to fail high school and fuck. <laughs> if you wanted to leave it more like this, the Lincoln moment could be if this was part of a show, the Lincoln moment could be like a separate little blackout sketch or something mm. or like a runner that came later. <laughs> oh, that would be fun. A whole nother sketch of, uh, just Lincoln confirming he is or is not gay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you could set that during like the Gettysburg address or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that in like, you very clearly say this, that, I mean, it's what's happening, but I like that you actually like state it in a sketch and like, if it's performed live, I think it also just clarifies when, um, Anissa says, it seems like you're looking into everything, hoping that ghosts want to have sex with you. Like, it's just very clearly like, boom, this is what you're doing. And I just think that's smart. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> thank do. you. Thank you. It just felt like something Anissa would say. I don't feel like I was being smart. I was like, I just think Anissa would say this right here. Yeah, like that's, calling out their yeah. BS. But also, that's, I feel like that's also what we do in our realm of conversations is we just make everything yeah. about um, people wanting to have sex with us. That is us. If you guys ever get to have a brunch with me and Josh, we did one time have brunch next to Mark Ruffalo and we've been fighting ever since about who he tried to eye fuck. I still think it was me. And John Potter thinks it was certain him. It was and, me. and this is why we still have beef and you don't want to turn my phone calls. Mark Ruffalo, yes. we know you're listening. Yeah, friend of, friend of the pod, Mark yeah. Ruffalo. Please. Yeah. Please slide yes. into the sketchy sketch DMs and let us know. Let yeah. us know. This sounds like a fun contest. Like uh, <laughs> use sketchies enter to win brunch with Kara Myers and John Potter. <gasps> ah, oh my god, that would be so fun! Oh my god, fun. that would wow. be really fun. New Patreon and my, my boyfriend Taylor will <laughs> will do all the cooking. I will. Taylor would do I will the not cooking. help at all, but we will be there to entertain. I'll bring the alcohol. Nobody drives. Those are the rules. <laughs> <And then laughs> it's my kind of brunch. So you got it, Mark. You, you join the contest. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo, really? No, because if he joins the contest and Taylor's there, Taylor's going to win. That's true. Yeah. Ruffalo Bill. That's what I was just thinking, <laughs> Ruffalo Bill. <laughs> Listen, I've really tried to do well in history class, but my brain hates old things. Our next sketch today is titled Below Job Cat, written by Jerry Stevens II. Mother will be played by Tyler Chick. Jake will be played by Kenny J. Father will be played by Ryan W. And Terry will be played by Harrison Merck. We open on a wide shot looking down a long gravel driveway. In the distance is a car that slowly looks to grow larger as it approaches the camera. Cut to exterior of attached garage and parking pad area to the side of it, where the car from the first shot slowly pulls in. The car door opens up and out steps Jake. And just as he looks at the house, we see see his mother exiting with a big smile. There's my boy. Hey there, mama. Well, what do we owe the pleasure of this unexpected visit? You got some laundry to do? No, mom. Relax. I... I'm just messing with you. Besides, even if it was laundry, I'd still be happy to see you. I just figured it's been almost a month since I saw you guys, and I thought I'd come by and see how your trip to Europe went. Oh, my dear Lord. Jakey, it was crazy. Jake is mildly annoyed at being called Jakey. Yeah, it was crazy just being told that you guys, you two were going. You guys aren't even known for traveling that far. 
Well, new year, new me. Anyways, I'm in the middle of gardening in the backyard, so let's go talk about it back there so I can keep my momentum going. (laughs) The two of them start to walk around to the side of the house on their way to the backyard when Jake notices a strange birdhouse in the shape of a cat's head with a big round mouth where the birds can come in and out. (laughs) Whoa, uh, that's new and different. Yes, I got that on our trip. I just love it. Your father teases me about it, calls it the blowjob cat. Jake closes both eyes for a moment, trying to erase what he just heard so as not to prolong this moment and move forward. I just tell him he wishes. (laughs) Oblivious of Jake's discomfort, she bends down and picks up a stray piece of mulch in the yard that she notices. Oh, what a child your father can be. Oh, hey, speaking of, did you know they have a whole section of Amsterdam where sex is legal? Well, of course, sex is legal, but I mean, paying for it is legal. Uh, A red light district. Uh... Your father and I had our eyes open to so many new customs and ways of life on that trip. Wait. Did you and dad go? So anyways, here is the garden I have been toiling over since we got back. Jake and his mother round the corner, finally revealing the newly decorated garden in the backyard. The first thing Jake notices is a concrete fountain in the shape of a large penis, which is spraying water straight up in spurts as the water falls back down on it. (laughs) Jesus, the fuck is that? That is an original Dante Greybone sculpture that I fell in love with overseas. Your father paid a pretty penny having it shipped over here so that he could surprise me with it. It was actually waiting on our porch when we got home from the airport. Can you believe it? Mom, it's a big penis that appears to be ejaculating or pissing in spurts. I'm I'm not quite sure. But whatever it's doing, it's all landing on the base of it, which is a big vagina. It's not a penis. It's a forest mushroom growing near a lake, and it's not a vagina. It's ripples in a pond. Mom, those are not ripples. Those are very clearly vagina folds. (laughs) That straight up is a vagina. There are even pubes carved in the edges of it. Jake doesn't get to finish his sentence because he is thrown off by the wind chimes he sees near the back porch. The wind chimes are made up of varying size rubber dildos hung from a screen that is cinched around the testicles of each dildo. It isn't chiming, it's just making dull rubber thud sounds as they fly into each other. Ah, uh, you see the wind chime. That piece of decor is all me. There are a bunch of wonderful art museums around the Amsterdam area, and we learned about Impressionism and Dada and various abstract artists. Mom, you have a bunch of dicks hanging in your yard near a giant dick fountain. The hell is going on? Jakey, why must you sexualize everything? What happened to my little boy? No, this is weird. Your chimes don't chime, they just slap. Don't (laughs) gaslight me. I don't even know what gaslighting is. Let's go to my she shed and I can show you how to organize my gardening tools. Jake is still shocked and confused and weirded out, but goes with her to leave the sexually abrasive environment he is currently standing (laughs) in. They enter the shed and Jake mother's Jake's mother brings him over to a wall of well-organized gardening tools. It took me a while to get these in the order I wanted. I wasn't sure if I should have them ascending in size or put in order of tools I use most closest to the door or, or what. But eventually, I decided to go smallest tools closest to the door and they get bigger as they go towards the back. Jake is calming down as, as his mother talks about the tools, but eventually he looks up to see how they are fastened to the wall and sees that each tool is attached to its own fleshlight. The handles have been inserted into their own rubberized vaginas and anuses. Your father comes in here from time to time to reorganize, sometimes for hours. Uh, (laughs) What the hell, Mom? Those are flashlights. Fleshlight? Yeah, like a vagina flashlight? This is all too much for me. What the hell happened to you guys on your trip? Vagina flashlight? What could that even mean? Vaginas (laughs) don't produce lights. (laughs) I know that. People buy them so you can masturbate without using your hands. Jake, honey, I brought you into my she shed, my place of refuge, and you're making it weird? Weird? (laughs) This isn't weird to you? Jake holds a flashlight up up next to his face. You, You seem distraught. 
Yeah, I'm distraught. You guys found a Playboy in my room when I was 15 and flipped the fuck out. And now your whole property is dicks and pussies. <laughs> Language. Language? Look around, mom. Jake's father walks into the she shed. Okay, what's all this yelling about? Jake turns to face his father and sees that he has his ears pierced. And the earrings he has in are very shiny golden in the shape of big breasts. And the cleavage of the breasts form a vagina shape. Jake screams and pushes his way past his father and out of the shed and gets smaller in the distance as he rounds the house out of sight, screaming the whole time. Father turns to mother. Well, hon, if you're done in here for a while, I was thinking of reorganizing these hoes. <laughs> title, title card, six months later. We see Jake laying on the couch, alone at his house, disheveled. It's clear that something traumatic has happened to him. There is a knock on the door, and he slowly gets up and opens the door to see it's Jake's parents' neighbor, Terry. Hey, Jakey, how you doing, buddy? Jake is unfazed by being called Jakey now. Well... I've been better, Terry. Yeah, goddamn. What a tragedy. <sighs> Nobody should have to bury both of their parents at the same time. Let alone someone 30 years old. There's a pause in the conversation. Jake looks down and sees Terry is holding a cardboard box. So, anyways, I, I thought I'd go over to your parents' house and see if I could salvage anything. Anything at all from that house fire. And, well, it isn't much, but... I found a few things with little to no damage that I thought maybe you'd want. So here you go. Terry hands Jake the box. And look, no pressure to go through this stuff. Do it on your own time or hell, maybe never. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm no good at this stuff. Jake looks a bit dead-eyed at Terry. Okay, well, I'm going to go. You, you have my number. You call me if you need anything. Jake goes back to the couch and sits in the box, sits the box on the coffee table and looks at it for a few beats, then takes a deep sigh and opens the box. He looks inside, expressionless. Eventually, we see what he is looking at as he pulls the blowjob cat birdhouse out of the box and stares into its eyes for a moment. Cut to the black, the title card says, Blowjob Cat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I was at uh, Jake's, Jake's house, Jake Compton on the Improv Theater in Harrisburg. I was at his parents' house uh, years ago for uh, to go swimming at the pool. And I saw that and I took a picture of it because I just thought it was funny. And then I forgot all about it. And then I found that picture earlier last week. And I just sent it out of the blue to him. And I said, when you give people directions on your parents' property, do you, you, do you say things like, uh, go around the corner and pass the blowjob cat and then the pool, <laughs> should, the pool should be on your right? And things like that. He just <laughs> laughed and said, you're telling me that this is on my parents' property, but I've never seen it before. So, <laughs> so, uh, so, so then we were just doing you know, like voice text memos, the ones that like disappear after like two minutes or whatever. And we're just sending back and forth and um, just playing either the son or the mom. And he's like, that would be a good, uh, a good premise for a sketch. And I was like, well, you know, I'm going to be on the sketch show on Sunday. <laughs> and, and I like to bring something to the table. Maybe I'll just write this up. So, uh, so he took a stab at it too. Um, that's why some of the text is read too. Jake was adding to it as well. Uh, so I threw it together. I know there's some inconsistencies in the logic. So I, I'm, uh, I want to hear what everybody has to say about uh, things I could do differently. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I think it's funny, super funny premise. Um, my like biggest note is I think that you should like condense where it is. Uh, like right now we have a lot of like changing to the, from the, like the driveway to the garden, to the she shed. And I think it could all happen in the garden of the she shed, but like, mm -hmm. and you yeah. could do the same moves, but just like take the stuff that you need to advance the context and like put it in one place when yeah. you start. Uh, like, I think it could probably all happen in the garden in like a satisfying way. Yeah. Uh, and like in a, in like a honestly restable way, like I could see the mom just like starting to use a garden tool that has a uh, fleshlight on it. 
and then being like, Mom, what are you doing with the flashlight on the... It's oh, your comfort. father, it's it's organizing. <laughs> but I can imagine it being like a comfort handle, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a rubberized <laughs> comfort handle. Yeah. 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 For my arthritis. <laughs> yeah. You know I'm struggling with my arthritis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's something moms say. Uh, yeah, and then I think you have this like great justification in like the trip really opened us up to a lot of new things, really opened our eyes. The mom like talks about how the trip opened them up. And this is like, I think a really great justification for this, but I'd like to see that maybe even the mom be like, yeah, Jakey, it's like, it's sexual. We're humans. It's fine. Yes, there's some sexual things in our yard now. We went on a trip. It opened our eyes. There's penises. There's vaginas. We're people. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think the more the mom like knows and is being like, we're not, it's not all we care about. It's normal. <laughs> like, you know, because it's yeah. so, it's so much of it that it's like, wow, my parents only care about sex decorations. Uh, <laughs> After so, this trip to Europe? Yeah. I think she can like know that it, it's dicks and vaginas and stuff, but if she's just like, yeah, it's it's art or whatever, you know, like. But I was thinking you might get a little more mileage out if because it seems like sometimes Jake is like mad at his mom for these things. And maybe if you make him more just embarrassed. Yeah, it would. Um, You'd get more mileage out of their relationship because like if my mom was going to like garden with flashlights and shit, like I wouldn't be mad at her. I would be like, oh, my God, mom. Do you know yeah. what this is? Like, yeah. Mom. Yeah. I would feel like this isn't weird. I'd be like, Mom, do you know what you're holding? And she'd be like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. I'd be like, Mom. Like, because <laughs> I just feel like it's not a reason to be get mad, but I yeah. would be embarrassed, very embarrassed. Yeah. Just walking around the garden with flashlights and, <laughs> and a blowjob cat. Like these are my my mom might actually get that cat because she also loves cats and birds. So you know, and I can be like, mom. Now you have a birthday present picked out, <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> yeah, I read it more as flustered, but it does it does come across as just upset. So yeah, I definitely should rewrite that. <laughs> if Jake is flustered, I'd love to just hear like, I'm flustered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mom, I'm, I just feel flustered. <laughs> I can't, and I would say to my mom, I'm like, uh, mom, I don't know what to do. There's just dicks and vaginas everywhere. <laughs> If you don't want to end with like the death of the parents and ironically receiving the blowjob cat as a final gift, uh, which is I don't I don't hate that at all. But um, you might if you go with the like that they had the sexual awakening angle, it could be like. All right, Jake, could you please leave? We have three other couples coming over here now, like (laughs) (laughs) Just for normal human stuff. It's normal. Human Jake, stuff. You're making it something it's not. You're making it weird. Like, yeah. <laughs> like she's like trying to play it down, and he's like, "How can you ignore all of these dicks everywhere?" Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it fits anywhere. Fits in anywhere, but um, if the mother tried to like comfort Jake by trying to give him the blowjob cat, be like, "I see you're uncomfortable. Let me give you a gift. Let me just take this. I don't need it. I've got other things. Maybe like the end. Yeah. just like here, take Cut it with you. It'll look so cats. good. Yeah. She could have brought him back something from that's, Europe. That's yeah, like that's a, true. Yeah. Yes. Oh, we got something for you. What yeah. a trip. Yeah. A grab, a, a grab bag. <laughs> Whips and chains. Bag. Is this in a ball sack? <laughs> Why it's is the gift wrapping? Stop making it weird. <laughs> Your father and I had our eyes open to so many new customs and ways of life on that trip. Our final sketch today is titled Venue I Do. Written by John Potter. DJ will be played by Keithy. Beverly will be played by Julie Anastasia. Ted will be played by Tyler Chick. And Francine will be played by Amy D. Interior, an absolutely gorgeous room. Afternoon. <laughs> it's Beverly's dream wedding reception. She stands at the head table with her new husband, Ted. The DJ kicks things off. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for the bride and groom, Beverly and Ted. While you finish up your chicken or beef, the happy couple want to say a few words. 
Thanks, DJ Swizzle. Thank you all for being here to witness the beauty of this day. The most remarkable moment in my life is when I found the one that fulfilled everything I've ever dreamed. Today, my dreams come true. Beverly holds back tears. Ted blushes and mouths the word, I love you, to Beverly. <laughs> the attendees collectively, ah. From the moment I laid eyes on this venue, I knew it was the one. Wait, what? (laughs) I've been longing for this day. For a date, the venue would be available. (laughs) There was a two and a half year waiting list. Uh, Beverly, you're supposed to tell our guests we appreciate them coming to our wedding. You've only mentioned the venue. What are you doing? It's my special day, Ted. I worked very hard to make my wedding perfect. I need to make sure the guests appreciate every aspect of its beauty. I under, I understand that, Beverly, but I, I hope you'll show our guests some gratitude. I was getting there, Ted. <laughs> uh, good times and in bed. <laughs> right, folks? Yeah. <laughs> the attendees collectively <laughs> laugh uncomfortably. <laughs> Anyways, as I was saying... I'm so grateful to all 325 of you for coming to fill this gorgeous 3,600 square foot colonial ballroom with a one of a kind glass dome ceiling. Bev, please, my aunt flew in from Greece just for our wedding. At least give recognition to our out of town guests. Of course. I'd like to sincerely thank our special guest who made a long journey from New York City to be here today. Our celebrity photographer, Annie Leibovitz, who I'll (laughs) kindly remind to get a glamour shot of me in my original Vera Wang dress on the marble dance floor. Bev, don't you have anything nice to say about me? This is my moment, Ted. I spent a lot of time and my dad spent a lot of money to make this the wedding of my dreams. Each guest will know every minute detail I painstakingly executed to exquisite perfection. All right. All right. Thanks to the bride and groom for those words. Let's kick off the party with Beverly and Ted's first dance as husband and wife. (laughs) Thanks, DJ Swizzle. (laughs) The DJ smoothly grabs the mic from Beverly. Ted leads his bride to the dance floor. A string quartet plays at last. Shortly into the dance, Beverly sneakily pulls a secret second microphone from her dress. <laughs> While everyone is still sitting at their tables, I just want to point out the chairs from Ballard Designs are made of 100% birch with a brushed gold veneer. Where'd you get the second mic? The guests are getting bored, checking phones, going to the bar, taking a bathroom break. And don't forget to feel the tablecloths. They're imported Italian linen with hand-embroidered French knot floral patterns, making each an instant family heirloom. (laughs) Shh, Beverly, you're talking very loudly over the music. You're so right. Thanks for reminding me, Ted. Everyone, please be quiet to enjoy the string quartet who are all members of the L.A. Philharmonic. (laughs) Beverly, this is our first dance as a married couple. We'll never do this again. Stop bragging about the wedding and live in the moment. This is my moment and I am taking it. All my labors of love will not be worth it if everyone doesn't appreciate their extravagance. Now I know why you commissioned a life-sized ice sculpture of the two swans kissing. The DJ smoothly grabs the mic from Beverly's hand and delivers an even smoother transition. (laughs) All right, all right. Speaking of the bride taking her moment, let's move on to the bouquet talk. Yay! That's what I'm talking about. Thanks, DJ Swizzle. (laughs) (laughs) Beverly grabs her bouquet. All the single ladies form a cluster across from her. All right, all right. (laughs) Beverly, get ready to throw in three, two. Beverly sneakily pulls a secret third mic from her her bouquet. (laughs) Before I let these flowers go, I want everyone to know I planted these white peonies the day Ted and I got engaged and I timed out their bloom to align with my wedding day. (laughs) Where did you get a third mic? (laughs) Francine, the mother of the groom, stands up very upset. Beverly, as your mother-in-law, I insist you stop this behavior. You're destroying my only son's wedding by making it all about you. This is my wedding, my big day. You didn't contribute a red cent, Francine, so zip (laughs) your lip. (laughs) There's suddenly sounds of thunder cracking and rain pouring. Oh no, rain, my wedding is ruined. It's fine, Bev, rain on our wedding day is good luck and we're inside. No, 
we need to postpone. <laughs> We're already legally married. This is just the <laughs> wedding reception. Then I want a divorce. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about this. Yeah. My friend Anika um, and I, who used to, we were roommates previously, um, and we used to kind of like go to fancy hotels and like pretend we were guests so we could like sneak in and use their pools. Um, and we were just saying like, <laughs> we, were, we were at some of these hotels, we're like, oh, I want to get married here. It's so beautiful. Like, just like having a wedding so that you can like have a party at the venue and like, just like, and then we like, we're just riffing and made like the joke about what if like, what if, uh, and then we were going to, I was going to do a character monologue of like just a bride giving her vows and it just being all the vows were about the venue. Um, but then I kind of kind of got stuck as like a, in a monologue. And then I was talking about it some more um, with some, um, some sketch friends and we're like, Oh, what if it's like, like that where it's like a proper like sketch rather than a monologue and it's kind of just keeps snowballing um yeah. and then i was like oh what if it's at the reception instead of at the wedding that way it's a little easier to like have other people like a dj or like the mother-in-law or whomever kind of like be able to it makes it easier for them to talk rather than like interrupting a wedding ceremony um yeah so and then i guess what i wanted to do then was just kind of like pile on more and more like specifics about just like every like little and i'm also an event planner in my like day job so i just like also have all these <laughs> like this knowledge of these like little tiny details like furniture rental of chairs so um <laughs> i just wanted to like pile on those specifics as much as possible yeah i, I it's so funny i like yeah i i think it's also very like human and relatable i really like the dj swizzle voice <laughs> starting everything with all right all right is killer uh i also really like oh go ahead Kara. no i was just gonna say keith should be a wedding dj yeah. like yeah. read that perfectly keith, do it. yeah i actually have uh, been oh. Oh. Wow. I, I didn't I, I like i didn't speak it was more like a uh more like i was helping like intern for someone mm. but um yeah, I guess I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't actually like behind the mic or anything. I was just like, yeah, it was a bit of a side gig I did uh, several years ago. <laughs> well, your experience paid off today. <laughs> yeah, I must have. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted Thank to have you. that DJ because I felt like that was a good way to kind of like rest the game and like move it so yeah. they're not all just like kind of standing giving a speech the whole time and it can go from like, um, you know, like the dance to the bouquet toss and like it kind of just allows us like a resting transition sort of. Yeah. And I mechanism. love that Beverly likes DJ Swizzle. That's like really important or else she would like she would go so hard on him and be like, shut the fuck up. Uh, so it feels important that she likes him. I would say I would love to see like, especially during this like middle part where we're talking about like Annie Leibovitz and like uh, like a lot of the specifics of stuff. It'd be cool to like see Beverly move that move to the dance herself. Like even just like using bringing up Annie Leibovitz to be like, actually, Annie, now's a great time. Let's do the first dance and just sort of like taking his hand, and like moving out rather than like letting DJ Swizzle stop. Like mm -hmm. the more Beverly's doing that sort of thing where she's just sort of like pushing the, the context forward. I think, you know, I think it probably comes from you doing it as a monologue in the first place. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the only other thing I have is like my favorite Ted is when he's like, is there anything nice you have to say about me? <laughs> uh, and I feel like Ted doing like having that be the core of Ted being like, this is like about us and our love. And like, I like the stuff about like the guests and like his mom and stuff. But the more I think the more Ted can be like, I just want you to recognize that our love matters to you. Mm -hmm. uh, that part's very funny to me. And then the only other like thing i have which is just a stupid little joke uh pitch but if at some point beverly put on a headset mic like at maybe after getting a mic taken away <laughs> i I, had a, a, I was imagining those those really thin mics that they take to the side of yeah. actors faces yeah. on stage if at some point she reaches up into her hair yeah. and pulls one of those wires down yeah, yeah, like summer yeah. veil. She just yeah. Has like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. My biggest thing that I want to see in this sketch are like some price tags. 
I want to know mm. how much she spent on this room. At least for me, it'll like justify why another reason why she like will not stop mentioning things is like if it, it sounds expensive. Yeah, I don't know how expensive. That's true. And that's part of the reason is like I spent a lot of money on this and I want people yeah. to like know how like impressive it is. Yeah. And I would love if she was like, Francine, I spent $60,000 on this venue and it didn't fucking help me at all, so shut up. <laughs> or even if it's not like number tags, but it's like, I'm not going to say how much it was, but I could have bought six Volvo XC60s. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Or her dad, like having her dad like yelling out things like, like would I forget what's one of some of the lines where like, um, uh, well, I, like the napkins I think was one of them and Maybe having the dad somewhere in the background tell him how much it cost. Yeah. Or even just refinance my mortgage. Six million. Like you start to become clear she definitely gets it from her dad. This is my moment, Ted. I spent a lot of time and my dad spent a lot of money to make this the wedding of my dreams. Chugga chugga Hop aboard now. Hop aboard. Yay. Hop aboard. Oh, Here's okay. my ticket. All <laughs> aboard, hop aboard. Oh, hello. Oh, you're coming from Los Angeles, are you? It's a long I, ways away. I heard nothing but great things about the Rift Train, so I had to give it a try. Nothing but great things, huh? Oh, well, I pride myself on my work, you know. Yeah, you know, you've been here before. What am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, uh, uh, passenger Kara, you've yes. got a riff for us. Okay, so I've already written part of the first page of the sketch, but I'm like, where do I go? So it takes place at Camp Crystal Lake, the one with Jason mm, on Friday the right. 13th. And Jason is chasing a woman as he does. And then, right as he's about to kill her, he trips and his mask falls off. She turns around and sees he's got the weirdest face. In the entire world. And she's like, bitch, you really going to try and kill me with that face? And then she just bullies him for the rest of the four pages. Being like, is this why you're so sad? Because you got a fucking ugly ass face. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, that's the <laughs> He's getting so flustered Jesus. that he's like dropping the knife. And yeah. like, yeah. oh, now you're all thumbs? You're all thumbs now? Yeah, like, just, yeah just, yeah. just <laughs> bullying him into like, to basically save her life, like to not like <laughs> he just yeah. stabs himself in the end. <laughs> yeah. Jason's an incel. Jason's an incel. <laughs> I love Jason being like, yeah, that is kind of it. It is kind of I have a super ugly face. I don't know what. Yeah, yeah, that's what drove me to this. I'd like if um if this was like a group of people, you know, being chased, they could like give him a makeover at mm. the end or something. <laughs> a montage makeover yeah maybe we were too hard on jason could it be that we were the monsters all along <laughs> oh my god yep and then the end after the makeover this could be a whole thing after the makeover no. he's like i'm hot now and then he just like kills them all <laughs> wow I, I do love the idea of like at some point jason being like yeah, look, I never really fit in anywhere because of the way I look, and it didn't oh. make it made me feel like I didn't have anything to add, and people didn't accept me. And then a group of the group of teens just be like, "Makeover!" Like, <laughs> it just like changes the sketch completely. Yeah. <laughs> he runs away in shame, and and someone's like, "I wasn't gonna say anything, but we really overplucked his brows." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can't you all imagine Keely playing the woman shaming Jason? <laughs> Jason's an incel. Jason's an incel. All right. Thank you, Passenger Kara. Please find your seat. Now, who, uh, who's next? Who's uh, hopping aboard? That would be me. Oh, okay. All right. Passenger uh, Jerry. It seems. All right. Have you been on here before? You look uh, familiar. Uh, I have been. I Last time I was on the Rift train, I was, I don't really remember it. I was very, oh, okay. very, very drunk. Oh, you, know, you were, dr ah, you were a drunkard. I see. Yes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I'm clean and sober now. 
yeah. for 14 hours. Oh, well, congratulations. You know, I'm not, I mean, the, the passage of time is really no, no matter of or the rift trade. Uh, it, <laughs> uh, the, as I was saying, the passage of time does not uh, exist or function within the confines of the trade. Anyways, is it because you're blacked out? <laughs> uh, is that why the passage of time doesn't matter? Uh, I I suppose I do have some control of the rules of physics and laws aboard this particular... Wait, Mr. Conductor, is that four <laughs> jugs with three X's on each of them behind you? <laughs> uh, it, uh, it's... Um... <clears throat> Why are you drunk? <laughs> <There's>... <laughs> Did he pass out mid-sentence? <laughs> He's oh. standing, but I think he's sleeping. <laughs> yeah. I'm a proud man. There we go. Let's get there to the, the catchphrase. <laughs> Let's get to the riffing. What uh, do you got? Okay, so on my drive home to get all set up to be here today, uh, I saw a church and its big sign out front. You know where you where you where they put the each individual letter. And, yeah. Uh, all it said was pastor. That's it. <laughs> and, it's like, and I just kind of laughed to myself and I thought, well, maybe it's, maybe it's because they don't, they don't, they didn't finish it because there's, they don't have a pastor right now. Like they're in between. And so my, my snippet of a sketch idea is, is the time between pastors. So, so like there's a church and their pastor's getting ready to leave and there's another pastor that's going to come, but there's like a three week like overlap where there's not going to be a pastor and just the crazy shit that these people get into because they, they, well, we don't have a pastor. So it just, so they, so they almost treat it like not, they don't have to be Christian for three weeks or whatever. They, they, they just get into all kinds of debauchery and like, like Lord of the Flies. Like just yeah, all kinds of, all kinds of <laughs> That's what I'm picturing too. Inside of a church. <laughs> yeah. But you know, they're in their daily lives and everything. Just the, the amount of sin that they get into that's that's all I got, and I was so. You can treat it like a uh, a going out of uh, going out of business sale type of like commercial sketch, yeah. and like for the next three weeks, everything's on sale. <laughs> Whatever, everything's and then it's like all the debauchery. <laughs> it kind of reminds that's me of um, you know that story from the Bible um, <laughs> where Wait, could you tell me about that book, please? <laughs> yeah, I think it's the second book of the Bible, Exodus, maybe. Um, <laughs> but when Moses like goes up to like, I don't know, get the tablets or whatever. And they he's like gone for like two days. And in the time that he's gone, they like make a golden calf that they worship. It's like they completely like do a 180. <laughs> in just like a very short yes. amount of time. <laughs> They're like, Moses is not coming back. Let's start over. It's been three Let's, hours. Yeah. He's I love to just see that chaos like unfold. Like I'd love someone to just like get up and be like, okay, everybody, as you know, Pastor Daniel is gone and it's going to be three weeks until Pastor Alex gets here. So we're going to sit quietly and have time to reflect for the next hour when we would usually have church. And then just like immediately someone stands up and is like, I would just Who put like you to in say, charge? wait, yeah, you're not the fucking pastor. <laughs> someone kicks over a pew, helter skelter. Yeah. And it just blows yeah. up. Just, <laughs> I have a Buick LeSable and I worship that now. <laughs> the guitarist in the church band starts to play the opening riff of Thunderstruck. <laughs> yeah. And it's like some 16-year-old kid, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's smoking. <laughs> yeah, I'm picturing like a, a toddler smoking. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the tithing basket as it's passed around gets money taken out of it by each other. <laughs> yeah. Everybody like rips Down off their shirt. church clothes and they have like sleeveless vests. Like denim vests on yeah. underneath. <laughs> Someone stands up in like chaos and be like, yeah, I've I'm the new pastor, and I've been here the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and you all sinned a bunch. Come on, <laughs> get in line for the booth. <laughs> I think that's a good riff. All right, Sketchies, now we're going to stop off at Assignment Town. The assignment for this week, if you're writing along, is failure. Write a sketch where somebody fails at something or just failed at something or 
is scared of failing at something. Uh, <laughs> you get it. You know what it's like. It's funny when people fail. Set up <laughs> obstacles where people think they might do something and then let's watch them fail. All right. Let's do writer's plugs. Uh, Kara, anything you want to plug? Follow me on Instagram at Kara Myers. Um, follow me on Twitter. I've been tweeting. I got a tweet the other day. Got 70 likes. It was great. Um, At Kara Effing Myers. So it's E-F-I-N-G. They would not let me put E-F-F. I don't know why. Ask Twitter. And um, thanks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Follow follow Kara on Instagram. I do. It's great. Thank you. Uh, Jerry, anything you want to plug? Yeah. I also have an Instagram. uh, ProJerry26. P-R-O-J-E-R-R-Y-2-6. John Potter, anything you want to plug? My um, good friend slash, um, he's on my um, one of my improv teams. His name his name's Jeremy Olson and my other friend, Quinn Boys. They host a show in Jeremy's backyard in his garage. It's called The Garage Show. And it happens in Los Angeles in Atwater Village on the uh, last Friday of every month. So one just happened this um, last Friday. The next one would be I guess four weeks from I, now. So I don't know. My team podcast. might be doing yeah, that. Yeah, I think one. Kara's team is doing that oh, one. It's on September yeah. 24th. Um, Friday, Los Friday, September 24th, Los Angeles, California. Slide into my DMs. I'll give you the address. Um, Kara's team, Wild, is gonna be performing. Um hopefully. And I I'm always there. Listen. Taylor is like the, my boyfriend is the grill master. You know, we just kind of like do it up. Um, so check it out here in Los Angeles. Okay, friends, that is all for us. Thank you to all the participants and to my friend Jeff Powers for the music you've heard. And also a big thanks to you, the listeners. If you'd like to support the show or check out more that we have to offer, head on over to sketchysketchsketch.com. And while you're there, click on the support tab. Check out our Patreon. It's the place where you can be the ultimate sketchy sketch fan. Check out what we got to offer there. And if you're like, hey, wait a dang minute, I'm funny like the people on this podcast. I'm funny like these sketches. Send us a sketch at sketchysketchpod at gmail.com. We'll get your sketch on the show. And feel free to reach out to this if one of the sketches you heard really spoke to you and you or if you have joke ideas or feedback and you want to just give some love to a writer, hit us up on our website on the internet. That's where there's a place to do that. As always, if you like what you heard today, please tell your friends, check us out on socials, subscribe, give us five stars on whatever you're listening on. Thank you so much for the support. We love you. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a great day, night, morning, afternoon of time. Have a good one. All of those things. (laughs) Enjoy. Thank you very much.